So there's a couple of things like going back to not only what were you told, what did you witness between female male relationships? What did you watch? And then what did you receive? Did you receive from the male person in your family differently than your mother did? Right. Dif- different than your sister did. And did you receive differently from your mother the way your siblings or your father did? You know, how is that communication across the board? And so when we start to dissect this a little bit and like take a broader view of this is what I receive, this is my perception of what I receive. So for me, it wasn't receiving. It was if I was going to receive anything, it was shame and guilt. So I learned to shame and guilt myself before anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Talking Shift. This is where we take the woo-woo out of your awakening process. We're gonna get real on what the ascension is. I'm Diamond No, I'm your host. I'm a generational psychic, I'm a starseed, I'm a master manifester, I'm an ascension advisor. I've been teaching the science behind your awakening process for over 20 years now. We teach it across this globe. We're gonna talk about healing, We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about the relationship with your body, your soul, your emotions, your inner child. And we're going to do everything in our power to help you shift into your highest timeline. All right, guys, welcome to the next episode. Today, you're with myself, Dime, and Sarah Rose. How's it going? Good. Like, really good. Awesome. Yeah. We've got some big, beautiful energy coming right now. And I'm feeling that momentum finally. Yeah. Mm, March yeah. is heavy. Yeah. All right. We've got a really cool topic. So you and I have been sitting a lot with how can we be of service to our followers, right? And that's right. our big theme is like, how can we be of service? How can we support other women, other men going through their journey? And so we've got a lot of beautiful topics kind of built up. But as always, if there's something you would love to hear more about, please let us know. You can email us at reachout at diamondo.com. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to do part one of a four-part series. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about the comparisons within relationships. Incredible topic that I don't think we take the time to stop and really process. And today's topic is going to be roles within the relationship, how often this is skewed by our upbringing and the experiences with the opposite sex that we have growing up. And then next week, we're gonna be talking about unconsciously placing your partner in the role of committing a crime that was not their own. And let me tell you the stories I have for that one. I was like queen investigator, (laughs) right? I really stoked about that one, but let's dive into today. So I think this is a really beautiful topic. And this is something that you brought to the table. So, yeah, you know, let's start off with like, where'd this stem from? What's your inspiration? What do you want to share? Like, it's such a gorgeous dissection here. Okay. Um, I think it, it, it came from the realization that I was, it's like, I knew only a specific way that men were growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the man that I am with right now is basically the opposite of that. And it was kind of like a, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I had a father figure back before I graduated high school up into college who was around 
And he was also the opposite of that. So it kind of threw me for a loop, right? Um, but for me, like the upbringing, my upbringing with men in general was that they worked and they came home and they got taken care of. They got to like hang out mm. on the couch or gross. It was yeah, but like that that's what I knew, right? It was like, oh, okay. And then you had you had the wife who also worked, right? Mm-hmm. But came home and did the wife duties of the I'll kids. I had the yeah. I had a light bulb moment when you said something there that I just want to retouch on. Okay. When you said who I was raised by in that male authoritative figure, I have the opposite as a partner now. And a light bulb just went off in my head of like, oh, yeah. oh my God, I completely have the opposite. So fascinating. I won't dive into yeah. details, but it's it's a beautiful thing. But I think because of my programming and conditioning of what a man's role is, like I'm literally having a ha-ha, like a holy crapshoot moment where I'm like, oh, that's why I tend to lean into my masculine too much. Fascinating. Yeah. Mm. And I want to talk about, I really want to dissect this. I think this is so powerful. I was more influenced by women. My, my dad was busy. He was MIA a lot. And when he was around, he would flip from like violence okay. into, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You're beautiful. So it was like, I got to make the definition of receiving love from a man had to hurt before it felt good, Okay, which was my life. And mine was that way with females. Mm-hmm. Mine never felt good with females. Okay. I had the, so the women, well, that's not true. So the, the majority of the women, cause I wasn't raised by all the same people, but I had the, let me tear you down, tear you apart. You're worthless. You're, you're piece of shit. This, your little sister's better, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then she didn't work. She sat on the couch. She struggled with body image issues so hard. She struggled with communication. She would snoop my room. She was the one looking for me in the crime scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a lot of like intensity, but then I had yeah. other women that were role models for me. Um, like my grandmother who was an entrepreneur and oh. a go-getter and busted her ass trying to create the life of her dreams. And so I had in my head, I want to be like her. I want to be the opposite of what I'm raised by. Right. But then that dampening, that conditioning of what I was offered by, you know, my primary caregiver in the female role. Yes. That I, I took that story as my story. And so that put a huge on me with self-worth. Yeah. And then when you, when I look at men, so you can help me dissect all of this if you want to, but I'm going to look at men, <laughs> like, let's just have a therapy session. Let's just do that. Um, so my first experience with males, I was raped at the age of three and a half by right. a teenage boy. Then my second experience in grade about four, um, sexually molested by a boy at school. And then the teacher attacked me for it because I must've been flirting. And then you go through teenage years of being broken down, beaten. And then my first husband, aggressively abusive. Right. My second husband, like we're, that's a long train of disgusting situations. I figured it out now, but it's so funny now that I have a man who owns his masculine, but isn't um, 
He just stands in it. He doesn't. Yeah. It's not like the aggressive. Yeah. Not at all. Just owns it and doesn't project it onto me. And will literally be like, you need to check yourself. (laughs) Like I value that. Right. But so gentle at the same time. Yeah. So when for our viewers, the way I sort of want to approach this conversation is it's not just what you were taught. It's what you received. Yes, absolutely. And then on top of that, what you witnessed, there's like three moving pieces, right? There's the conversation. There's the, what you're witnessing between men and women or women, men, what their roles are in the world. And then what you received from those men and women to help you identify, right? Yeah. And like, for me, women, we, uh, we're very insecure about our bodies, uh, very jealous of other women that came around. Um, and we took on the stress of the family and we took it through the food we ate, the way mm-hmm. that we treated ourselves. So we just like engulfed it. And then we didn't talk about it. There was no discussion over it. And if you were to talk out or, you know, question something, you were basically reprimanded for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then for, for men, yeah, they were, they were aggressive when they were upset. Like there was no middle ground. It was very like, okay, you poked, you poked the bear and the bear's already up here. So like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to poke the bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My father was never in a bad mood. He was never grumpy. There was no forewarning whatsoever when a beating was coming because he was just highly ADHD like super busy um but it was just so unpredictable when you were going to get it and I would get it over taking too long to cut the grass or stupid things right just all of a sudden a reaction for, for no justified reason so I know there's a lot of our followers that have had very similar sort of situations yeah and that gives us this like, when's the rug going to get pulled out energy? Absolutely. Right. So I think it's really interesting to reflect on both role models. Like what did women teach us? What did men teach us? What did male, let's change it to male and female because um, it was, I had boys, young boys torture me and there was, I did see jealousy, but I never understood it. Okay. But there was just that competitive nature, right? There's a yeah. lot of competition. Lots of comparisons. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is a beautiful exercise for looking at what did you, what did you inherit? Inherit? Inherit. What did you choose to absorb yeah. in that story within that inner child? I feel like that would help like bring that um, it's almost like it's unconscious in a way for some, right? Some of our viewers already are aware of it, but it brings it to the surface so that after they listen to it, it's going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, hi, I'm in mm-hmm. your face, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in that case, how would we get them to be able to work through that at that time and in that moment? Mm-hmm. Um, and for like the first thing I think of is the actual recognition and that awareness of like, okay, 
but also like, you know, we talk about inner child and being like, we're not there anymore. We're here. What's the reality of the situation right now? What is the reality of the person that you're having a conversation with? Cause it's not your dad anymore, or it's not your mom or your grand. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's coming down to like, absolutely bringing that awareness. Like you just said, which can be tricky. So there's a couple of things like going back to not only what were you told, what did you witness between female male relationships? What did you watch? And then what did you receive? Did you receive from the male person in your family differently than your mother did? Right. Different than your sister did. And did you receive differently from your mother, the way your siblings or your father did, you know, how is that communication across the board? And so when we start to dissect this a little bit and like take a broader view of this is what I receive is my perception of what I received. So for me, it wasn't receiving. It was, if I was going to receive anything, it was shame and guilt. So I learned to shame and guilt myself before anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me just put it all out there so that I am aware of what you might be judging. Therefore, you don't have to judge it. Exactly. Kind of right. Yeah. I've already kicked myself way down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I already know I'm down here. I'm on the bottom <laughs> of the shoe. So here we go. Yeah. Um, but then it's kind of going into, okay, what, what emotion does that invoke for you? So on the onset, it's going to be anger, frustration, or rejection or numbing it down. Like that was a right kind of vibe. Right. Then it's going to be sadness, right? Like, how could you? Then we want to go under that and be like, what do I actually feel? So for me, the belief that I absorbed predominantly from men was whether they love me or hate me, they take from me. So men are takers. So my father would beat me and then love me. Right. Every other man in my life would sexually assault me, rape me, take. And then as I got older, it was taking my finances, taking my time, um, accusations of me not giving them enough. So like taking, right. taking, taking, taking. So deep, deep, deep down, the belief that I had absorbed with men was they take from you. So I'm safer alone. Right. So put up your armor and become your own man. I don't need no man. Like that kind of mentality for the longest time. But the crazy part for us to analyze is, okay, so maybe we can find that belief. Maybe it's that simple. But then you're lying to yourself. Not just that story, that perception. I want a partner. Right. I always wanted a partner. And so I'm at war within myself over lying to myself, convincing myself that I don't need him. But that's not true. That's not me standing in my femininity. I do require a partner. It's, it's human nature, number one. Absolutely. So we can figure out what's that story, but what's the actual truth? And then what I love, this is coming up a lot lately. What I love, this conversation across the entire board for me right now, and why you and I are doing our April May challenge for women only. So we're doing a 60-day challenge where we are literally going to dismantle, rebuild, and celebrate women. So fucking excited about this. But this is the trick, and this is why we're doing this program. I found the belief 
that I chose. I found the lie. So now I need to commit fully to that little girl and that truth. No, I do want a partner. I am deserving of a partner. I will have a safe, loving relationship. And you have to commit to honoring your truth, regardless of how uncomfortable it's going to be. Right. And then you begin navigating, healing those perceptions, healing the men are going to take from me in my situation. So we have to heal those limiting beliefs, but you cannot truly heal them until you commit to your truth, which is so powerful, right? Absolutely. So that lets in love. So then flip the coin. What's the approach with women? What's the lie we've been telling ourselves with women? And I mean, it's going to be different for all of us. Yeah. Mine Mine would be comparison. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That you're going to be compared. Yeah, absolutely. And not being enough or even in like a relationship with a woman, friendship, whatever it's, it's not being enough, being able to bring enough to the table. Um, and and like, to me, I have like this thought of just being, it's too stressful. (laughs) Mm-hmm. like it's just like it's mm-hmm. consuming right when it really shouldn't be at all but there's such a heaviness to it that I was brought up in that it's yeah like it's not it's not being enough or not having a lasting one right they're mm-hmm. they're always going to leave something's always gonna the drama is gonna happen right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mine was girls are mean well they can be but it's not entirely oh, true. Some humans can be, right? Absolutely. Humans can be. I know humans can be. And like, that was my story. Girls are mean. Mm-hmm. And I became my own mean girl to myself. And then I put up mm-hmm. real, like you guys know I'm spicy and I'm great with my boundaries. Like my t-shirt literally says no. Like, <laughs> no. I love it. <laughs> I'm spicy. And so that spiciness originated as a default protection mechanism against mean girls, but I did the opposite. I wasn't telling my truth that I wasn't mean. I became my own inner mean girl. Right. Right. So I was like, well, if they're mean and I'm a girl, I might as well be mean to me too, because that's what it is. That's what being, that's what being a female is, isn't it? But then I would look at my grandmother and the truth was women can be loving my grandma oh my god amazing the woman yodeled every time she had amaretto <laughs> she played the spoon she cooked she cooked endlessly she was like you know like a you know that kind of traditional grandma like you, yeah. you get there and she's like here's all the food but so untraditional and the fact that she was like i bet you i can do more shots of amaretto than you and like chain smoking at the kitchen table, music blaring, dancing. She never wore a bra, bright red lipstick. Like her car, her shoes, and her lipstick always matched. And her hair. It was just fire red, everything. Because she was like, no, I'm bold in this world. Right. I'm bold in this world. So I had this example of a woman who could, and like my home, there was no traditional female role at all. Like I, I, I literally felt like Cinderella most of the time where I was like in the dungeon or doing chores. So yeah. I didn't have that example growing up, but I saw my grandmother 
out of love, her love language was, let me just take care of you. Let me nurture you. So my truth was, I aspire to be like her. I'm capable of that. Women are capable of being these loving, dynamic, bold, unfiltered, fierce, beautiful, dynamic creatures. They're capable, this is the big one for me, of loving them damn selves. Yeah. They're capable of truly loving themselves, therefore having so much more love to give. Women are capable of that. But then my experience, right? Nope. So that was my battle, my inner lie, my war, right? So I, I don't knew. think I had that. I didn't have that growing up. No way. No, not until um, the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I didn't, I don't, I don't remember anybody dancing around in the kitchen. I don't like, mm. yeah, being themselves, like being that authentic. There wasn't anybody, hopefully, <laughs> as I can uh-huh. think right now, that was like that. Like, wow. yeah. So then you're just under this, like, for me, that would feel like saran wrap, you know, like trying to break yes. through saran wrap where it's just yeah. stretching and you can't quite get your breath, like that right? sensation. Of yeah. like, I need freedom. So then where were you taught freedom? In school to leave. Like my, that was me going, growing up was my vision of leaving after high school. I was always going to leave. Therefore my education was really high and I was going to get the fuck out. Mm. Yeah. So no freedom, but then you wouldn't even have had a definition of freedom except for not dealing with this, but unknowingly attracting it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I love the cycle. That's what we do. That's, that's the human cycle. That's what we do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We go through, I'm going to, I remember as my teenager, like in my teenage years being like, when I get out of here, da, 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 da. right. And then I just slam myself into the like 1% better yeah. than it used to be, but yeah. it's horrible until, but it's like, again, it's really dissecting back into what was I shown? What was I told? Yes. How was I treated? So what, where am I within myself demonstrating that for myself? Yeah. That's a big kicker. And what is my truth? Right. Right. What is my truth? I hear a lot of women who, and I know dating's hard. Christ, man. I know it's hard. It's like, it's crazy. And I see women right now. There's a lot of women that are walking away from their partners right now. They're going in one, two directions. So committed relationships right now, there's no middle ground at all. And it's like, we're either diving in and doing this really beautifully. And here, here's what I'm going to own out of this or so I'm seeing that across the board Yep. with my male clients. What I'm seeing is this desperation and this insecure, aching, panicky. How do I make this better? What have I done wrong? ownership kind of vibe going on. I don't, that's, I'm seeing that across the board with my male clients. Okay. Um, so it's very interesting what everybody's going through right now. And I mean, energy supports that the yeah. astrology, all of that. Right. And so one of the, the mistru- mistruths I am hearing in regards from women's mouths is I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be alone than deal with this. Right. And I have no faith in men anymore. And that like that crushes my heart. Yeah. It crushes my heart. And I like, I would not want to be, I'm not even going to go on a whole tangent on this right now, but I would not want to be a man 
2023. Like our men, we all have it hard. Yes, we do. We all have it hard, but I think our men are going through something very unique right now. Have been for quite some time. And I don't think it's talked about. That'll be another day, but yeah. Um, so the lie that I was trying to get to was I'm going to be alone. I'm either not going to find them. There's no good fish in the sea. I'm my own soulmate. I giggle when I hear that one. I'm like, okay. Oh. Um, and like, I'm going to do it alone. I'm going to build myself up. I'm going to do this. And so I'm seeing women ooh, riding that line of becoming their own men right now. I know. I see it. And it's like, let's just, let's just dial back. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm seeing is we're sort of segregating into three categories where humans, but women, there's either this little small group of fear-based stuff, never going to change. Yep. A lot of our moms probably. Then there's this middle group of screaming fire and trying to sort it out and being in the threshold of pain. And that is projecting onto other women that is projecting onto other communities that is projecting onto how dare you, how dare you, how dare you. And they're finding each other and they're getting together and they're creating these little clicks of gossip and trauma and all this pain and living it and holding space for it. Like, Ooh, no, thank you. Stop. And then there's this incredible movement of women going, no, I'm not going to stay in that chaos. I'm not going to stay in that pain. I know there's women like me out there. Where the fuck are they? Exactly. And starting to let women into their lives and learn to be vulnerable and learn to be powerful at the same time. Yeah. I love the program that we're launching or our challenge. Oh my challenge. Cause this is so very much a part of it, right? Like it, oh, like. (laughs) I know I, I'm, we're getting emails in all day, every day about this. And I, and like in between client calls, fuck eating, fuck going to the bathroom. I'm like in the inbox going, oh my God, like celebrating yes. these powerhouses that are coming to the table right now. Right. Um, and it's, it's time. It is time that we're sorting through so much. And we have such an incredible energetic opening yep. in May. And then June, July, August are very different energy. September, we're not even going to talk about that. No, no yeah. we're not going there. Fuck. But anyway. So we've got this real big uprising right now of women who are hungry for sisterhood. Yep. Women who are hungry for, this is my truth. And it is hella scary to show the truth to the world. I want a loving partner. I want a committed relationship. I want better sex. Yeah. I want a healthier, stronger body. I want more money. I want these things. And I'm claiming it because that is my truth. That's right. And I'm loving it. Cause I've been standing in that for a long time and like, you know, I got raked over the coals for it so many times. You ladies, you don't have to do that. I know how to yeah. not have that happen. Right. So yeah, this beautiful transition's coming. So I really think today, well, this week until we do our next, our next recording here, I think it's a really good timeline to sit there and write down. What did I see? What did I see men do? Not to me. What did I see men do? What did I see women do? What did I see that do to each other? Right. What did I hear? What did, what, what did I absorb? What was I told by men, by women? And then what was I taught? What right. did they, what, how was my reaction to that? So if we get all of that down, that's going to bring awareness to where you're limiting yourself. Then we want to go into what's my truth. 
And am I brave enough to own that and commit to it? Right. Yeah. So good. Commitment part isn't easy. I just bought myself a ring. I love that, by the way. Oh my God, it's so pretty. Um, I have been going through a lot of different layers because I'm doing the 100 days of surrender on TikTok, which are not TikTok, sorry, YouTube. And I'm almost done. I'm wrapping up. Like today is day 88 of that. And the amount of transmission that I have had in 88 days, I feel like I've been rebirthed three times. I have stepped into all of my single fears and faced them and mastered them. Like they're all little puppies now. They don't impact me. And I've hacked the code to my own journey with wealth. I taught a workshop on it, which was so dynamic, like game changing. I've just seen so much incredible transition. I'm down 20 pounds or 22 pounds just in 88 days without even trying, just like facing my fears and owning my truth and committing to this journey. So I just, and my ring just came in this morning. Freaking love it. And I like had this little ceremony for myself this morning. Like it came in and I was like, oh yeah. So like had this little like setup and I sat there and I journaled before I even opened the ring box, did this little journaling session about committing to all versions of me, including my future self. Like I am fully committed to my truth. I'm fully committed to my highest possible. I don't want to have regrets. I want to show up as my best possible self all the time. And so then I did this little ceremony and I put the ring on and I was like, I'm in a, I'm in a poly receiving relationship with love, health, vitality, abundance. Like, yeah, no, I want to make that part of our, part of our workshop challenge. Okay. At the end, we're gonna have a little commitment ceremony. <laughs> we could ask. All right. So hopefully you guys found this. Well, I trust that you found this helpful. Um, we love your love letters. So feel free. You can find the video version of this on YouTube, the podcast version and off Spotify. All of our socials are on diamondo.com. So you can find us everywhere. But we want to hear from you. Yeah. So share what were your big transformations what were your big ahas what is your truth even if you just want to put a statement of i am and type your truth and fucking claim it commit to it by typing it in the comments so make sure you like follow share comment in the video and as always we are so open to any topics that you want covered and we're really excited about next week's session talking about unconsciously placing your partner in the role of committing the quote-unquote crime that was not theirs loving i cannot wait because i'm gonna spill some tea on that one (laughs) (laughs) all right gang have an amazing week and we'll catch you next time on talking shift Bye. bye